0: hello and welcome to another lesson on soundproofing and room acoustics today is a super interesting lesson because we're going to be talking about why bigger rooms sound better and a lot of us home recording studio enthusiasts are trying to build studios in spare bedrooms and basements and garages and we're always limited by space we're limited by our ceiling height we're limited by how wide or long we can make our rooms so in this video i want to tell you why we are Constantly feeling that urge to make a bigger room not only for space, but for acoustic reasons Uh, And hopefully that can inform you in trying to make better decisions with the room dimensions you choose in your room And if you have the luxury of getting a bigger room with higher ceilings You'll now know why and maybe think it's worth the extra costs All right, so before we jump in I do have a free resource for you on the acoustics realm And this is my free acoustic guide and this goes through the basics of how to treat your home recording studio so there's nothing crazy about it you're probably seeing things all over the internet about fancy bass traps and controversial this, and maybe, you know, somebody who has to do with acoustic fields and that might take you down another rabbit hole. This acoustic guide is very simple. It works. It's how I built out my mix rooms and I get professional professional level mixes and masters all the time using these techniques. So I guarantee it will help you. So to download that right away, just go to soundproofyourstudio.com slash acoustic. That's soundproofyourstudio.com slash acoustic. All right. Now that I've got that out of the way and you've got your freebie let's dive into this lesson about room acoustics and why bigger rooms sound better all right the first thing we have to cover is the idea of room modes and you may have heard of room modes and you might have done some research i will say right away that before i jump in i made a previous video and have a previous blog article as well that goes in-depth into room modes and understanding even this topic and I'll link that in the description below so you have that and I might even put like that little card thing that pops up here so you can click on that link but just if you are new to room modes you have no idea what room modes mean maybe check that out first and that'll give you a better understanding and then watch this again and you'll you'll understand even more however I will just quickly Give a quick explanation of room modes. In the most basic way, room modes really affect the low frequency range from 300 hertz and below, and and really 100 hertz and below. And so when we talk about room modes, we're saying, oh, room modes, room modes are in the room, and oh, room modes are bad. Room modes are actually good, and I'll talk about that in a second. And uh, what happens with room modes is that when we have uneven amounts of room modes in the low end will get these big peaks and these big nulls. And the best way to explain this is by saying if you were, and you could actually do this in your home recording studio, go online and type in like tone generator and then pick a tone like 60 hertz or 80 hertz or 40 hertz or whatever. Just pick a tone, play it out of your speakers and walk around your room. And the craziest thing will happen. You'll notice some places where you walk around your room, you'll hear that tone get really loud. And then you'll walk a few feet to the left or the right and it might get really soft and then you walk you know five feet this way and it completely disappears so you're like I can't hear the tone even though I know it's coming out of the speakers those are room modes sometimes we call that effect standing waves the reason they call it standing waves is because it has this effect of like oh my gosh it's like the sound wave just stopped it's standing still and I can't hear the smoothness of the wave so that's the best way I can explain room modes on a very practical like experiential level you can understand like walking around your room like oh my gosh i hear the bass here i don't hear the bass here now imagine that for every frequency in the low end there's different places around your room where certain free frequencies are popping up some are disappearing and especially in your listening spot if there's like say 70 Hertz just dips way down and you can't hear 70 Hertz in your listening spot in your mix, you're going to actually end up boosting 70 Hertz all the time to try to make up for the fact that you're not hearing it because of a room mode standing wave. null in the room. So that's the best way I can explain it right now. I hope that helps a little bit. So now that we have an idea of what room modes are and how they affect our room, let's go into understanding why a smaller space with less volume means you're going to have more low frequency problems in your room. So in an ideal room, we want an even response in the low end. And when I say even, I'm using words like smooth. Uh, And then even and smooth then leads to what we experience listening to low end, which is clear, defined, punchy, clean bass. What we usually hear in a untreated room or in a very small room is muddy, warm, sloshy, smeared bass. So these are terms that I think all of us can relate to. And then the science can explain why we're experiencing that when we listen back to our speakers. So a good room would mean that the room modes are actually evenly spaced across the low frequency spectrum so this is why i said before having no room modes in your low end is actually not a good thing what we want are actually lots of room modes in the low end all the way down to 20 hertz ideally and then we don't want them to be right next to each other we want those room modes to be spaced out so think of it this way think of like we're looking at the low frequency spectrum from 20 hertz to 100 hertz and in that spectrum in this perfect room there's these blocks that are room modes and i'll show you some diagrams of this in a second and we just say we have a room mode at 20 hertz we have another room at 40 hertz and every let's say every 20 um set of frequencies there's a room mode and it's perfectly even that would be a great room now that's physically impossible but that gives us the idea of what we want in the low end so we actually want room modes we don't want to like get rid of room modes which is sometimes what you'll read on the internet now it's for you to know where I'm getting all this information from. I'm going to paraphrase the master handbook of acoustics, which says that small rooms are always, almost always plagued by the anomalies, the acoustic, acoustical anomalies of having too few room modes in the low frequency spectrum. Remember with a smaller room, because of this low volume in the room, we're going to end up having muddier and less distinct low end bass. So it's going to translate to us hearing less clear bass in our low end. And even when you use a ton of acoustic panels in your room, you're still going to be fighting the room itself, which is why sometimes you'll hear people say, well, designing a great room starts with the design of the room itself. And that's very true. Unfortunately, getting the room ratios right and the size of the room right will make your life infinitely easier in getting a clearly defined low end in the long run. So what is so great about large rooms? Why why are they so much better? Well, the answer lies in that from expanding the volume, getting larger distances for the low frequencies to travel means that we end up actually getting, you guessed it, more of those room modes in the low frequency spectrum. And if we use a room ratio, which I'll talk about in a second, we end up getting those more room modes evenly spaced in the low frequency spectrum, which is exactly what all the science and the acousticians and the testing and the lab work has taught us from the Master Handbook of Acoustics and other reputable books like that. So let me give you a visual idea of what's going on. And to do this, I'm going to use uh, my good old friend, the wonderful Amrock room mode calculator. This is a free calculator. I highly recommend using it. Uh, and if you have the means definitely give the creator, uh, a Patreon subscription or send some donations cause he is doing some great work out there with this calculator. So, The idea here is that we're going to use um, the Seppermeyer ratio. I really like the Seppermeyer ratio. There's one from loud and there's all these other acoustician ratios, but we can just use Seppermeyer, keep it simple. And we're going to use the ratio that does one to 1.28 to 1.54. So that means one would be our ceiling height. The width would be the 1.28 and the length of the room would be 1.54. So you can just plug in that and there's calculators online to figure this, but Next, we're gonna take some examples of three different rooms and we're gonna plug those into the AMROC calculator to see our room mode response with these different size rooms, all with the same room ratios from Seppmeyer. I know this is kind of complicated, but you'll understand in a second here. So let's look at this diagram here. So this is, I've done this with three different rooms. The first room is a thousand cubic feet and has an eight foot ceiling. The second room is going to be 3,400 cubic feet and has a 12 foot ceiling and the large room, the big room, the the Mac daddy of studio recording rooms that we all want is going to have 16 foot ceilings and 8,000 cubic feet of volume in it. So a big, nice, awesome room. And as we can see, at the top here, we have the small room response, and you're gonna notice that the little red blocks that you see on this are the axial modes. Now, I'm focusing on the axial modes, and axial modes are when we have sound waves bouncing from the front wall and the back wall back and forth, and the left and right wall back and forth, and also the floor to ceiling. And those are the strongest room modes that you're gonna get. So we're gonna focus on those and use them as a comparison tool between these three rooms. So on the smaller room, you can see, okay, we've got Got four modes in the low frequency spectrum from 100 Hertz and below and we also notice that it doesn't go very low it it kind of Peters out earlier than the bigger rooms and then in the mid room we're gonna have seven axial modes below 100 Hertz so you can see that as we increase the room size we get more modes in the low frequency frequency spectrum and we also see that look that lowest mode went lower than the smaller room. So we're actually getting a smoother response, lower into the frequency spectrum, which remember is a good thing for sonically what we hear out of our speakers. In the large room, we get nine axial modes. So that's a big difference. That's more than double the amount of modes than we had in our small kind of bedroom-sized studio with the eight-foot ceilings. So the frequency response in the largest room, we could use this as a mixed room, for example. Even though it's huge, we could you know put acoustic treatment to deaden it and absorb the, the higher frequency sounds. But our low end, we wouldn't have to worry about it quite as much because the room itself would take care of it. We're allowing the room to do most of the work here by having nine axial modes going way lower down into the frequency spectrum, thus creating a smoother, even response in the room, which remember smooth and even then leads to clear, punchy, defined bass, which is what we all want in our mixes, mastering, and recordings. So in conclusion, I hope this has helped you understand on a more visceral level how bigger rooms lead to better sounding low end and ultimately a better sounding room overall notice i haven't talked about high frequencies really we can treat those very easily with what i call velocity based traps which is just your typical insulation panel with fabric over top of it that'll treat almost all the frequencies even down to 125 hertz so we really need to focus on the low end. You can use pressure-based traps, but they're very inefficient. You need a ton of them, they take up a ton of space, and if you don't build them right, all your hard work will go to the wayside when building pressure-based traps that treat below 100 hertz. getting the room ratios right at the beginning in the long run will actually save you a lot of money because you won't have to spend as much money on acoustic treatment. And also you'll have the benefit of not pulling your hair out with mixes that you can't quite hear the bass, right? So if you're really going for a proper professional home recording studio and you have the luxury of having a bigger room and a higher ceiling, then definitely go for that option rather than trying to fit it into a smaller space. So for those of you who might be discouraged by this video, I encourage you not to be. I mean, there's been great music made in the worst sounding rooms ever. It's more about you as the artist than it is about the room. And I have done uh, studios from a small bedroom where I just pulled a curtain across and made my music and my bed was right there. And then I moved into a rental unit where I was in like a 10 by 12 room with eight foot ceilings. And I made great records and great music there. And then finally, you know, I have this room, which having more space, of course I can hear the difference, but my quality of music has gotten better because I've gotten better. And I encourage everyone to keep making music, keep trying to focus. work and work within your limitations and then keep watching channels like mine where you're learning so as you graduate into the ability to have bigger rooms you understand why and you understand how that's going to help you improve and grow as an artist in the long run all right. So that's my spiel. I hope this has been really helpful and insightful. And again, if you are on that journey of learning how to build a home recording studio and you want to learn more about the acoustic side, download that free acoustic treatment guide at soundproof acoustic that's soundproof acoustic acoustic. Thanks so much for watching or listening on our podcast. I really appreciate it. And I'll see you all next week with another helpful video on building your dream home recording studio.